Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mike DeFabo from The Athletic. He joins right now. Hi, Mike. How you doing? Oh, there he is. Hi, Mike. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm almost Kennyed out, but it is a great topic because it has picked up national steam. We'll get into a bunch of other things, especially I do want to hit on the run game in the past like nine games. I saw something that you put out there that was very fascinating to me. Uh, but let's talk about this Kenny situation. I, again, I, I think I'm kind of past it, but I don't understand this whole sourcing situation and why – if people are keep getting it from a source and getting it from a source, why wouldn't that source disseminate it themselves? Like, why would they be working through other people? Yeah, you know, this has been a very challenging story to navigate from a writer's perspective. And it, it's somebody that I take credibility and accountability and things of that nature very, very seriously. And And so there seems to be a little bit of a different standard for people when it comes to print media in broadcast and particularly in the radio. And, and I don't mean in terms of what they teach you in journalism school. I mean, in terms of the interpretations of the people who do these jobs. And, and like, here's, here's the way that I'll try to explain it best. At the, at the New York Times, which owns uh, The Athletic right now, we would have to have ideally two sources who were intimately involved or had knowledge of this conversation that took place between Kenny and whoever else was involved in this conversation. And if we were unable to fulfill those requirements, we wouldn't be able to report it. And if you can't report it, then you can't speculate about it. You can't say, I heard this. And that to me in 2024, putting something out on Twitter or saying something on the radio is the same thing as reporting it. And so if by your outlet standards, you're unable to fulfill that, You either need to, number one, get that source, be a good reporter, find out what happened, figure it out, have it absolutely 100% locked down and report it, or you can't just float that out there. And I think that that's the issue right now is I, you know, personally, I don't have it confirmed one way or the other. I personally have nothing definitive that says that this happened, and therefore I'm not going to, uh, you know, drag this guy's character through the mud and something like that. And that's kind of just where I come down with the situation. And again, it, I truthfully don't know exactly what happened, but because of that, I'm not going to blast Kenny Pickett for the situation. Yeah, I come down the same way, that I, the burden of proof is on you to prove what you write, not somebody to disprove what you throw out there. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely true. And again, it seems like there's different standards or people interpret it differently And that can be a little bit of a frustration because, like, we have very clear guidelines of where it has to come from. It can't just be, you know, a friend of a friend texted me, a buddy at a pizza joint. You know, for us, we have to say a team source. It can't just be source right now. And and that's where 
like when I was in college, they said uh, anonymous sourcing is the new crack cocaine of journalism. And I mean, man, it's especially true when it comes to sports journalism. And you went to college where Marion Barry was the uh, mayor at one <laughs> point in time. Um, <laughs> Mike DeFavo. They know all about they that. Do. Mike DeFavo from The Athletic joining here uh, on 93.7. All right, to the quarterback position. Um, do you find irony in the fact that Mike Tomlin's, not future, but his extension or at least his happiness right now rests on the right arm of Mason Rudolph? It's been such a whirlwind for that guy and the fact that, and the Steelers' playoff hopes too. It's just wild how this has turned out. Yeah, I mean, like, let's look at the way that the situation evolved. The Steelers had lost three in a row. Um, they lost back-to-back games to two-win teams. They said that this was going to be a playoff game against the Colts. It was instead a no-show performance, and they kind of tossed Mason Rudolph in there at the very end. And so, you know, basically they had exhausted all of their options. They had already fired the offensive coordinator. They had already tried Mitch Trubisky. You know, Kenny Pickett had really not lived up to expectations in his second season. So this was kind of a last-ditch effort, and it's worked. And I think some of it has to do with the fact that the Cincinnati Bengals were a horrible defense. Some of it had to do with the fact the Seattle Seahawks can't stop the run at all and were very injured. Um, so Mason Rudolph was put in positions to have success, but that doesn't take away from the fact that he's capitalized on it. And I think that's the one thing that's been lost in all this Kenny Pickett discussion is the Steelers are about to play a do-or-die, essentially elimination game. And against he's number two on the depth chart. And Kenny Pickett is number two. And if the Steelers are to win this game, you better believe that they're going to ride with Mason Rudolph. There'd be no other logical approach. And so this quarterback who, who you believed once less than two years ago was your future has now been relegated for a backup for the last game of the season and possibly the playoffs. And, and I think for that reason, this team is at a quarterback crossroads where they're going to need to determine is Kenny the future and how, how do we build this quarterback room going forward to put us in a position to be successful in 2024. This is the conversation, Mike, and thank you for taking it there. Can they waste any regular season games doing that next year? Can Mason Rudolph even be part of that? Can they entice him to come back? Or when is the construction of that room happen and how? Yeah, exactly. This is a very complicated conversation. So starting with Kenny Pickett, the Steelers have to figure out what they think of him. Was 24 starts a large enough sample size to get a good picture of what this guy is? Or do you believe that he was so significantly hamstrung by Matt Canada that it's only fair to him to bring in a new offensive coordinator and see how he looks in that situation? I think that that's probably, given the way the Steelers do business historically and um, you know the way it seems that Mike Tomlin also really likes Kenny, wants him to be successful, I think that's the approach that they'll probably take, if I were to guess, is that uh, Kenny will be the day-one starter Um, I don't know if there'll be a camp competition, but I think that they'll want to give him an opportunity with a new offensive coordinator to see what he is at that point. Um, And then from there, the question is, how do you build out the rest of the quarterback room? You know, um, Mason Rudolph, like he he admitted himself, he thought he was going to be selling commercial real estate this offseason, you know, or this year, uh, had the Steelers not brought him back as the third quarterback. Now, all of a sudden, after leading the Steelers possibly to the playoffs, what's his market? And does he want to return? Because I personally believe he was not given a fair shake at a true competition last season and was, has been relegated to a third-string afterthought. You know, what would give him the confidence that he's going to get a fair shake and he's going to get a real opportunity 
to compete for the starting job next year? Or can he instead use these games that he's played with the Steelers as an audition to then go and get a better job? And so then, then it's a matter of also the third thing there is, do you bring in somebody from the outside? Or is there a quarterback who falls? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know, are you a team that now all of a sudden is willing to use a second-round pick on a quarterback? Are you willing to use even a first-round pick on a quarterback? Or, or, or do you want some of these retreads? Do you want a guy like Russell Wilson or a guy like Kirk Cousins? Are you willing to invest that kind of money? So at this point, I truly believe that everything should be on the table for the Steelers because of how Kenny Pickett performed and where they're at going into this last game of the season with him on the bench. Let's say it's another good one. Does three good games by Mason Rudolph merit a team coming and trying to pluck him? Or does it merit the Pittsburgh Steelers thinking, all right, let's get rid of Mitch's contract and bring him in and make him uh, have fight Kenny Pickett for the number one job here? Well, I mean, I, I think that what Mitch Trubisky has done to this point, he's a good guy, but he's a bad quarterback. And, um, like, I have thought often over the last couple of weeks, where would this franchise be had they never brought in Mitch Trubisky? And if they had either given Mason Rudolph a chance last year to be the guy or at a minimum made him the number two, um, because it sure seems like Mason is a better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky right now. And, and he's younger and really hasn't had much of an opportunity. Like the sample size is large enough with Mitch. So if I were the Steelers, I probably would be trying to talk to Mason Rudolph give him Mitch Trubisky-type money, make him the number two quarterback going into next year. But are there other teams? Are there another 31 teams out there looking for a backup? And if you're Mason Rudolph, 
can you find a better situation? Because if I'm Mason Rudolph, I'm looking at this thinking, man, if they're bringing Kenny back, that's their guy. I'm not their guy. Um, and do I want a fair shake? Do I want an opportunity to compete for a starting job? Or, you know, do I want to be assured that I will be that backup that, that's one heartbeat away from starting? Tell me what the Steelers have done since inserting Broderick Jones along that line in terms of the run game. Yeah, so I, I tweeted out the stats, and um, it really is, is truly striking the difference. So through the first – let's find it here. Through, through the first uh, eight weeks of the season – the Steelers were the fifth worst in yards per carry, averaging about or in yards per game, about 80 per game, and fourth worst in yards per carry. Okay, so then they decided to insert Broderick Jones into the lineup at right tackle, and since he began starting, they're sixth best in yards per carry, averaging 144 yards. Uh, I mess up this stat. They're sixth best in yards. Yes. Yards per game and eighth best in yards per carry. 144 being, yards per game, four and a half yards per carry, I believe it was. There we go. You got me. So basically the, the, the point is this, you know, really their, their running game has transformed and that is the inflection point was, was starting Broderick Jones. And I think that it's a couple things here. Um, you know, he came in and everyone thought he was going to be the starting left tackle. And I think that that probably is his future, but at right tackle, some of his inexperience and in pass protection is, is kind of covered up but he's able to highlight his athleticism. You know, he ran the fastest 40 of any offensive lineman at the NFL uh, combine, 4.974 yard dash. And, and they're using him in that way where he's able to get out in space. Um, you know, he's able to get to the second level. And, and so I think that that's one of the reasons why the run game has improved, but it's not the only one. You know, they've also, Pat Meyer has a leading role in this where he's taken a, a you know, kind of command of the run game and had meetings with the running backs, the tight ends, the offensive line, where he gets up on a whiteboard, illustrates how all these runs are supposed to go. And they've also added new wrinkles. You know, if you look at the way they're running the football, um, they ran a counter play very successfully on numerous, numerous occasions against the Seahawks. They started to love this toss play. Um, so, you know, it just shows. And then the other part of it is just three tight end personnel groupings, which have been able to been open up to them now that Pat Fryermuth is healthy and been very effective for them as well, and something that uh, Mike Sullivan did when he was promoted to offensive coordinator or play caller in the middle of the year back in his Giants days. So all of it kind of comes together, but if you're looking for one singular moment where things changed, it was when they started starting Broderick Jones. Will he flip to the left side still, and then will they go left-hand heavy when they run if they do that because of the success that they've had? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. You know, I think that they believe in Dan Moore. Um, you know, when you talk to Pat Meyer, he said that of the offensive linemen he's been around in his career, he feels like Dan Moore has improved maybe the most out of any guy. Um, so, you know, I, it, it will be interesting. Like, obviously the Steelers felt they were underperforming at that left tackle position. You know, you don't spend the 14th overall pick on a left tackle if you're satisfied with what you're getting there. Um, so, so. But at the same time, he's kind of held up reasonably well. So, you know, I think the long-term future of Broderick Jones' left tackle, whether that's next year, whether that's two years from now, I think remains to be seen. Last thing before we let you go, Mike. Mike DeFabo joining from The Athletic. Through the last couple games, because the way uh, somebody ends a season can have impact on what you want to do long-term. Um, are they starting to think differently about Najee Harris's long-term future, do you think? 
I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking, but but I'm thinking differently about it. I mean, um, you know, through the early part of the season, I really did not feel like he's lived up to where he was drafted. And, and I felt like it was difficult to say that he was better in any area than Jalen Warren. Um, that's changed. You know, the last couple of games, he's been a much more determined and decisive ball carrier. And, you know, I, I think that Mike Tomlin has a special soft spot for Najee. Um, I think that he really has a true affinity for this guy. I think he wants to be a mentoring figure in Najee's life. I think he likes him a lot as a person um, and as a player. And, and so, you know, I, I, I'm really curious. I think it's going to be a fascinating decision. I don't have a great feel on which way it would go, but, but certainly I, I think that the success that Najee has had the second half you know, has to help his cause at least a little bit. Do you know we could maybe see a snow game on Saturday night down there? Oh, man, that would be incredibly electric. I do love the snow football. Yeah, you love the snow football. Reminds you of the backyard, getting out there in late trobe, playing with your buddies, coming in at halftime to get some hot chocolate from your mom, all that kind of stuff. You know, uh, my brother and I used to play like one-on-one tackle flag football in the front of the yard. Oh, that's right. Uh, like when it snowed. So I'm, I'm totally for that. Definitely. Right. And so, yeah, snow, sleet. It would only be AFC North ball if it was like that, right? AFC North road action in this case, Michael. That's right. Uh-huh. Down yeah. in Maryland. <laughs> well, some of say up in Maryland. No matter where you go geographically, they'll say up. They'll say, you know, up Virginia, up North Carolina, wherever. So they'd say up in Maryland for sure. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 